It is a truth universally I acknowledged. I myself have noticed my growing resemblance oh, that is to a gold. daffodil. Does not glitter. Oh, so how I would die. Not all. Though I had all reason enough in, in the last few months. If you want to rebel, rebel exist, from inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons I'm your host Vicky from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Hello and good morning, afternoon or evening, depending on when you're listening to me. Oh, do you know what? I'm looking out my window and I'm so happy that spring is coming because it's been so dark and dismal that really I haven't really wanted to be outside. I just wanted to be snuggled down with a cosy fire and a good book. So anyway, that's enough about reminiscing. I thought I'd share with you something a little bit different today. Instead of doing a review for one book, I wanted to do a review of a whole series. And because I keep going on about this author, I thought I would do her... If I say lesser known series, I don't mean that it's any less good. I just mean that it isn't talked about very much. They always talk about the one series but not the other. And just in case you're wondering, it is Tamara Pierce. The author I'm talking about, I have talked about her quite a lot in the last couple of podcasts and her very first book that she wrote back in 1982. You'd be happy to know that I'm not actually going to be talking about that series. I'm going to be talking about her alternate world and that is set in the world of Emmalan. And the thing is, is it's a really good series and I don't want to miss out on sharing how much love I have. Okay, granted, a lot of love for this author anyway. Although I think there are one or two books where I'm like, meh, most of the time, 99% of the time, they are five star reads for me. And with the series for Emmalan, that is still really a five star series. Well, if I say series, it's actually split into four, uh, three, I can't say it. It's actually split into three quadro- quadrologies. Oh, that's a hard word to say. Having said that they're just split into quadrologies, the latest series is not actually out yet. So let me let me roll back a second and explain. So there are three quadrologies within this series, of which the third quadrology actually hasn't been finished yet. I think that's probably the better way to say it. Okay, so what is it all about? Well, these books are about four children. Peter, Susan... No, I'm joking. (laughs) It's not. It's about Sandri, Briar, Triss and Daja. And in the first four books, this is how they meet and how they learn about their own magic. And the magic is the thing that really sets this book apart. I can't really remember seeing anything really in the books I've read so far that really equate to this. I'm sure they're out there somewhere, but I really love the magic system and I'll get to that in a second. So in The Circle Opens, that's the first quartet, um, each book is focused on a child. And so the first one, The Weaving and the Magic, is focused on Sandri. Then we have a focus on the Storm of Power, I think it is. That's with Triss. Fire in the Forging with Daja. And then Healing in the Vine with Briar. And it's really interesting because you get to see each of the different children's perspectives. And it's really fun. And these are really good adventures. I would actually say these are more aimed at the crossover of middle grade to young adult There are things that I would say that are a little bit too old for the younger middle grade, but I certainly wouldn't put any child who's like 10 or 11 themselves off from reading this. 
And although it is aimed at the younger age of the spectrum with the YA, I don't think that's a bad thing again because I've read this numerous times now and I'm definitely older than middle grade and young adult now and it was still really good. Now, in this world, we have uh, two different types of magic really. Well, there's many types, but there's two main types. We have what we call the traditional magic, which I would go with, you find in most classic books. So they're a wizard Harry type thing where they wave their wand or they wave their hand and something happens and it works through study. Now, these children are very different in the fact they have something called ambient magic, where their magic actually works through everyday objects. So, for instance, Sandri is what she calls herself a stitch witch, or at least she slowly finds out that she's a stitch witch, and she can use magic to weave spells into fabric, and in fact, she will realise that she can actually do more. But I kind of don't really want to spoil it, because like any other book, it kind of opens like a leaf not a leaf opens like a flower sorry not a leaf I mean it could be a leaf I mean if it's a very big leaf and it's very tired anyway and the great thing is is these stories have other things going on as they're finding out about themselves this is very much a find yourself situation so in the first book there is um the children meet in a very odd way um a traditional mage finds them in each in very difficult circumstances and they're brought together to live in this cottage called Discipline and this is all about them learning about their magic and how different they are to the world and in some ways it can be a bit difficult. The rest of the series does follow on with the same format but a focus as I said before on each different child and that kind of encompasses the first part of the series which the quadrology is called circle of magic this then leads on to the second series which is called the circle opens sorry i'm just i have to double check because it's i usually just call it the emmeline series because i usually read all of them in one go when i have a mood for it but with the second set this is like two or three late years later in some circumstances the circle opens opens represents them actually leaving the place of discipline and going and doing other things so it happened, just so happens that Sandri stays at home while the other three go and visit other places and you don't have that interaction with each of them so it's very different but you can see how they've matured. I have to say Briar just happens to be my favourite a little bit. I find him quite funny and I really like the fact that he has changed so much in the couple of years. Not in the oh that's a bad thing but you can see he's matured in many ways and I really like the fact that you get to watch him mature again as he's thrown into a circumstance. Um, it's gang warfare in his particular book and it's interesting how his attitude actually changes and again I really like that. Now, with this second set of series, The Circle Opens, I would say it kind of moves up in the age range a little bit, which is why I really like the way you can see this series works. It's almost as if you're growing up with them as well. So I would probably aim this at kind of like lower young adults or middle young adults. And you, you could read it as a middle grader, again, 10, 11, but it does have slightly more mature themes to it. There's murder, there is death and it, it, I do enjoy it actually. Out of the whole of the three different series, the middle series, the circle opens, have, happens to be my favourite because at least two of them kind of like do almost murder investigations and 
come to better understanding for... And actually saying that, I've just realised three of them do murder invest... No, all four have murder investigations. Having said that, there might be some things that pass the younger age by the wayside. But again, I've really enjoyed this. This was very much more a exploration of their powers where they're understanding how their magic is actually quite different sometimes to the use of what most mages do. They're very, very powerful as well, which is very interesting because you see how they react to their own power. And especially this is the case with Triss, who is an extremely clever young woman, but because of the abuse she had when she was a child before she came to Discipline Cottage, her reaction to it and the real wish that she could be a traditional mage is very powerful within her and her morality is very, very strong. And I like it when we have a strong sense of morals. I'm not one of those people who likes it to be like grey morally. I, I much prefer black and white, but that's just my personal taste. And you can see her thinking behind why she does certain things and she pushes herself to the very edge of her abilities and she does understand that if she does push it too far that she could actually kill herself and she does actually have an example of this back in the first series where she does almost kill herself and that is a lesson learned from her because if she doesn't do that and doesn't learn from that mistake then she could potentially cause unknown untold problems because of how powerful she is so there is that now i haven't really talked about daja and i kind of feel like i should talk about daja it's not like i dislike it in fact i really like all four characters i think they have their own definite personalities so is sandri she is a noble woman and she doesn't act on her nobility very often but when she sees something that happens that she doesn't think is right she goes straight in and she goes and pummels those bullies and she rescues things she's a very kind-hearted woman briar on the other hand he is a former uh, thief and it's very hard for him to shake that off he actually ha is marked so he is quite often followed in marketplaces and things and he actually in this series he has a tattoo that moves which i thought i mean i don't like tattoos at all but i like the thought that the tattoos can move and bloom and whatever and it makes it interesting with his hands we have tris who basically people thought she was possessed when she was a kid and this is why she has been moving place to place and kind of i wouldn't say abused abused but at the same time if people think you've possessed by something then they don't really want you around and it's very much like that and she got treated as a servant and that again reflects but she is very very clever this lastly leaves daja who is part of what they call the trader family her family basically used to live on ship and she would was part of a culture which is very insular where they believe a lot in luck and what happens to her is basically her family are on the ship and the storm strikes and she's the only one left alive now because she's left alive people her, her people i should say basically think that she is bad luck trangshi i think is it's called and she's basically kicked out of the trader people and she has to go live with people who aren't part of her i suppose world and she finds it very difficult to really live in that world because she's so in the insular kind of place and the maturity that you see as she learns and grows and comes to understand she of course misses her people her world and part of the story 
does involve returning to that world but at the same time she realizes what she is and who she is and that she doesn't really as much as she wants to be part of the, her people's world she is now apart from it because of what she is and who she is and really I applaud her for being strong enough to decide that she wants to walk her own path and be of two peoples because that's basically what happens with her and again it's really good to see and in her book in this series in the second part she is learning to use fire and really being a blacksmith is is basically what she's doing and it's not a world i, I i'm really interested in the place she visits she goes with her master um he's a one of the best blacksmiths in the whole world he's an ambient mage like her called frostpine and they go to this place uh that is basically reminds me of venice but cold <laughs> if that makes sense so all the canals are frozen over but it also has if when i say venice i kind of mean the canals really and the other side of it is reminds me of the viking world so kind of like wooden housing very decorative really painted i really enjoyed seeing a different thing instead of the real traditional western which is usually knights castles and princesses princesses even okay that's my favorite but I really enjoyed going into this city and exploring it with her and watching her again mature. This, of course, needs ni leads nicely on to the last quadrology that actually isn't finished. And this is when they have really, really matured. There are only two books that are currently out in this quadrology. I know that uh, Triss and Daja's books are still to come okay, I really want to see the Triss book because she basically, this is, as far as I'm aware, this is on Tara Pierce's website, so just in case, but she basically wants to try the traditional route for a little while. So she disguises herself and hides the fact that she can do so much, but that's all that we know about for Triss's book and there's nothing been said about Daja. Now, with the two that are out, the first one, The Will of the Empress, actually focuses on Sandri. They're about 16 to 18 in this and again the age range goes a little bit further up there are things that are dealt with in the will of the empress that are really clever politically because sandry is a very powerful young noblewoman and it's the time that she has to acknowledge this also this is where they are all together again after a couple of years i'm fairly sure it's 16 because they can't live at discipline anymore so i'm I'm 90% sure it's 16 and Sandra of course stayed at home and she really is excited to have everyone but it doesn't work out the way she wants to because of course everyone has changed and things have happened to Briar and to Daja and to Triss really that have changed their personalities and made them different to what Sandra made them and this book is all about them reforging together hence the series title The Circle Reforged. I know, clever. And I admit, I'm not as much of a fan of the last two books in this. Um, they're very clever politically and we see a maturity level that I totally enjoy. But I just dislike the friction. I, But it's totally realistic. That's what I kind of like about it as well. I dislike the friction, but I think it's a good thing because this is showing that this is how people move on and it's really good for watching them reforge their bonds and reforge how they used to be and 
not really going back to that, but really blossoming and becoming the adults that they're going to be. So that that's basically the whole of the series, the Emmeland series, in a nutshell, but in a really vague way. So hopefully you won't have had any spoilers. And I just wanted to share with you the love of this because it is very different the magic system is one of my favorite systems this is why it's one of my favorite series other than the fact that it's my favorite author this has to be one of my favorite magic system because you can just take an ordinary object and imbibe magic in it or as bride does just make the plants better and have this knowledge i really like that so if you're looking for a new series that is not it's not one of those gritty on the edge things this is a really good feel good at least to me it's a real feel good friendship fantasy where you can explore a new magical world and of course because there's 10 books in this series you've got a lot going for you and i've just realized i didn't mention briar's book that's in the circle reforged just so you know that one's about the time he goes to Yangjing and what happens to him there and it's not pleasant. You kind of get hints to it in The Will of the Empress but in Briar's book we basically find out what happens and that does involve war so again I would say the last two really aren't appropriate for really the under 12s. Again it depends on the maturity of your child if you're listening as a parent but I overall found them both really good just not my favourite. That would be my least favourite compared to the other two series within. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to me share my love for the Emmeline series by Tamara Pierce. I really recommend it, especially if you want something that I wouldn't say it's lighthearted, but I really like the friendship aspect and all the feel good stuff that doesn't come from really gritty, dark books. This is They're not gritty, they're not dark, maybe the last very very last one it is but other than that i've really enjoyed them i hope to see you next week where we are going to be discussing debut science fictions and some of my favorites that i have read over the years i will see you next week bye ank morpork pearl of cities people really are this like houses not with vast rooms Libraries were full of ideas, perhaps the most dangerous and powerful. She delighted in the smell of the ink, the rough fill of the paper. Had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature and poetry.